Welcome to the Money Vikings Podcast, where we conquer financial freedom. Join Greg, Jerry, and Bob as they discuss everything investing and personal finance. The Money Vikings Podcast is hosted by three dads who are doing what they can each day to burn down debt and build wealth. Learn the path to true wealth. Their podcast and website, moneyvikings.com, is a treasure trove of ideas. So without further ado, here they are, the Money Vikings. A friendly wager from some chinchillas. Is crypto back? And how do we manage trades during the week? This episode may be like walking out of a thrift store with a dumbbell, a members-only jacket, a Lord of the Rings DVD, and a Dr. Phil book. All this and guaranteed shenanigans on the Money Vikings podcast number 45. Bob, Gary, which one of those are you holding? That was awesome. That's awesome. I, um, I never well, had the members only jacket, but dude, uh, I'm used to get one. Yeah. Oh god. You know where? God. Thrift store. Oh man, we'll find one. Doctor Phil book. Which which Doctor Phil book did you buy, Greg? <laughs> I lo- I love Doctor Phil. You guys, Doctor <laughs> Phil, man, life is not. Hey, 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 wait. let me throw this. Hey, hold on, wait for it, wait for it. Life is not cured; it's managed. Oh, so good. But hold on, he's also like us how we're not financial or investment advisors he's technically not a doctor anymore <laughs> You're this is true mr phil mr phil yeah. oh man hey everybody we have a great show for you today and it is a lot like walking out of a thrift store because we're going to talk about a lot of different interesting things but all investment related building wealth related um, but I don't know about you guys. I have a little bit of the Delta blues. I have to, mm. I have to be honest with you. I, mm. I got hit with the Delta blues today. I was reading the news and I was like, man, I wanted this uh, all to be over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys doing, you guys hanging in there? No, I, I'm, I think I'm enjoying this. This is fun. Let's, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, you on. let's just stretch this out for another couple of years. I mean, uh, I'm, yeah, waiting, I'm waiting right? for the Vega variant. Yeah, Vega. All right. Well, we Zed. don't we, we don't do a controversial show, so um, I'll just leave it at this, man. Uh, you can walk into CVS. It takes about five minutes and it's free. OK. All right. I'm done. What What is to get to get the Delta variant? Uh, that or the <laughs> that <vaccine>. too. <laughs> it's your choice, Jerry. What are- <laughs> IL <laughs> three for Delta. <laughs> <laughs> the very back for the vaccine, dude. It's yeah. free. It takes five right. minutes. <laughs> testing too. I think you can get tested. Yeah, everything. You can go to CPS. You can go to Target. You can go. Yeah. Well, I do want to share with you guys. Speaking of all the crap that we buy at CBS, I want to share. We're going to get into a book that I'm reading called Secondhand Travels in the New Global Garage Sale by Adam Minter, and I'm very excited about sharing this book with you guys. But first, let's hit a couple of news items. So, uh, about what, a week and a half or two weeks ago, Bezos went to space for like two minutes, uh, threw a ping pong ball around, he geeked out in a, in a huge rocket. Um, does this Boy. make you <laughs> Does this make you want to invest in ArcX? I... You go first, I Bob. I... Here's my thing, dude. Okay. I I do I do have a respect for Bezos because he came from he I mean he came from nothing right I mean like he's you know uh, son of immigrants and, and whatnot and um, good for him right uh, you know it, it's it's like this 
kind of pissing contest for billionaires on like who can get to space <laughs> the fastest, right? And it's like the problem it's is some kind of contest. It is some kind <laughs> of contest, but you know, Bezos actually actually um, put the symbolism of what they were. Yeah. So, anyways, the problem is like uh, Musk has been there first, as far as with SpaceX, he himself has not been floating around in, in zero gravity, but. I feel oh, now we're onto like a who was really in space. Yeah, thing. like I is feel that what like this is? that's oh. what this is. Okay, like it's kind of like who flew okay. around in space first, billionaire. Like, but well, I don't know. Let me put it this way: it inspired Arc X, which I do hold some some of that for the long run, because um, that is the Arc space exploration, yeah. uh, you know, uh, ETF. But there, but if you, it's interesting, look at the holdings. It's got like it's got known entities like Google, right? But the largest holding is a company called Trimble, which is a really interesting company that seems to basically connect the physical world with digital technologies, Internet of Things. They're in everything. They're in like agriculture and drones and engineering and GIS and telecom and energy and water. Um, it, it makes it makes sense, though, because if you think about it, when we start venturing beyond the ozone, right, we need to actually <clears throat> start figuring out how to transmit information and data as fast as possible. Mm. So stuff like that does make sense and it does relate to space travel, right? How do you get information communicated? How do you um, make it more accessible if somebody is in the hotel that's orbiting Earth, you know, like there's different things. Jerry, are, are you and your long hair going to space anytime soon? Would you do it? <laughs> what if he asked you? You know, I'm I'm surprised uh, you guys aren't looking at the technicals on this uh, ArcX. All I'm saying, there's not a lot of history on it, right? It opened mm -hmm. somewhere around 20. Its high has been 21, 22, and its low has been 19-ish. And stocks only go up, dude. I don't know what you're right, talking about. Right, right, right. So I'm just looking. So the, the chart kind of tells me, at least the daily from the two or three months of uh, it being in existence, showing it's uh, just kind of range bound. So I'm looking at the IV rank, and it's almost 30. So I'm thinking iron condor or strangle what? here. Uh, somewhere between 19 and 22 out to September 17th. But it's not paying very much. It's But uh, maybe a couple contracts. It's paying $37 if you uh, sell the 22 call and buy the 19 put. Whenever I, I do have to say, whenever I hear Jerry say iron condor, I don't know why, but I think <laughs> of Led Zeppelin and like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We need the that Thor Ragnarok. I, I need that sound button, but yeah, I can't find yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, we do have sound effects, everybody, by the way. We're getting to be a really advanced uh, podcast here. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell. Okay, on that Great note, um, on that note uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum crypto, right, seems to be seems to be bouncing back. So, it does. It's exciting. Right? So that's, so that's exciting. It? You hold I it? Called, I called it. You called it. Yeah, that's true. I think he did actually. <laughs> I actually think he did. I think he I think did you I think you said late July, early August it was going I, to turn around. Right. I said July, July to August. We were gonna see it based yeah. off the technicals. So yeah. when everybody hey everybody out there, we're launching, you know, Money Vikings are gonna launch here in the next couple months. So uh, Bobby does call it sometimes. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, but did you call this? Did you call this? This is going to blow your mind. This is the first thing that will blow your mind in this podcast. Um, U.S. workers have seemingly abandoned or forgotten about 24 million 401k accounts that they've left with old employers. 
worth $1.35 trillion. They would transition jobs. People are transitioning jobs. This is why this is why we're doing what we're doing, guys. There's a lot of people out there that their financial lives are a, a disaster. You know, right. I, and, I feel and, like we talked about this a few podcasts ago. It was one of the things that I had brought up, but I honestly can't remember all the details about it. But well, it was about 401ks and people having forgot them and yeah. uh, and just sort of moved on. I it mean, doesn't. Yeah. yeah. I would say it does make me think like I may need to talk to some employers I was with like <laughs> 15, 20 years ago and see who they were using. Because <laughs> I've, you know, I've had yeah. Vanguard for the past 30 years of my life. Yeah. Whatever. You know, it's like. Yeah. And what if know. they're using like they were like using like Joe Butthead's 401k service. <laughs> right? it's, it's like, oh, it's sitting there. GoDaddy.com. Uh, <laughs> it's been compounding all these years. So that's insane. I don't know. I mean, I guess the thing is keep track of your money, everybody, because it's your yeah. money. You're working for it. It's your time. And here's the last little, little news item that uh, I heard before we launch into our book review. Um, I read a study. And if you want to be happier, try and do something for someone else. It's science. Mm-hmm. This is true wealth, guys. Do something for somebody else, and it actually makes people happier. So, yeah. Okay. Giving by nature, right? I love it. Yeah. Okay. I know you guys have not read this book, but I'm going to share this book with you that is going to blow your mind. Okay? I'm <laughs> ready. I got my seatbelt. <laughs> I got my helmet on. <laughs> oh, you're ready, to ready, you're ready to launch into Jeff Bezos' rocket? Okay. <laughs> Secondhand travels in the new global garage sale. Okay. This, ba- this book is amazing, and I started reading it out of our investing interest in Cielo Waste, okay, mm-hmm. which we've talked about a lot on the show, and we've had the Penny Queen on, and we've, and we've talked with Brian about it, both big, big fans of that stock, everybody's, you know, piling in, um, yep. so we'll see how that goes. Had a little bit of a dip last week, so we'll see which direction that's going, um, but I, I started getting into reading about this genre of things like waste and, and trash and the stuff that we accumulate because right. of uh, my interest in CLO waste solutions. Um, but I didn't realize is that this, there's a greater context here in terms of personal finance and investing, kind of the lens that we always look at. But it's, it's basically about the life cycle of all of our stuff and how much we have, where does it really go? And I guess I'll just ask you guys, do you guys, do you guys ever stop and kind of like think about just all the stuff that you have in your life at the moment and the yeah. things you've had and sort of like the stuff that you've just thrown away or the things that are going in your trash can every week. I mean, I w- most of us, I think, are probably on autopilot, right? We're right. not really thinking about this. But oh, like I thinking, am. I am. I got a gift from my brother-in-law a few years ago from uh, a book called The Story of Stuff by Annie Leonard, which I would recommend to you to read. But it just talks about, yeah, the life cycle of our things from b- production to landfill to you know, washing up on some shore somewhere in some third world country. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty depressing. Do you wow. have a jar somewhere that you put all so, of your trash in just one jar? So what's interesting about that. And so here, it's interesting that you said that Jerry, cause you said that, that book, you, the particular book you read, you found kind of in general depressing. This one is actually not depressing as for, for me at least. Um, but it, it's v- because it doesn't try to go that way. It, it doesn't try to like, it doesn't try to like shame you into like, oh, you know, you should never buy anything like you bad consumer. But it really tries to just keep keep this sort of like wide eyed, like like investigative reporting aspect into like where everything's going. And because it's a, it's an ironic thing because stuff creates 
multiple billion dollar industries, right? Mm -hmm. All the way to the storage of stuff, to the production of rags. So did you guys know one of my, which has actually been one of my favorite REITs over the years. You know, I love my real estate investment trusts. Um, but public storage, right? Have you guys ever invested in public storage? What's the symbol? I may have. So I think it's PSA. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I. I don't think I have. So it's it's most likely in um in some of your funds. I would imagine you have access to it. But anyway, they <clears throat> public storage and that industry in general, not just that company. Um, that company, I think the stock is pretty highly valued right now. So I don't think it's a good entry point. Um, but that industry makes three times the profit that Holly, all of Hollywood makes. I believe it. Yeah, absolutely. Damn. Storage, Dude, storage the, of so the, stuff. I mean, here's the thing: is I will. This is my kind of take on it. So my uh, my better half and myself. Well, sometimes we've we've had a guilty pleasure of watching this like hoarding show, mm-hmm. and we storage units uh, allow people to be essentially hoarders without even acknowledging it. Ah, and it because they're paying it, for it, they're paying for it, right? But you, it's out of sight, out of mind. We have all yeah. this stuff, it's cluttering up my house. Let's go buy a storage unit and then let's move it all out. Oh, I feel better because now I don't have the stuff in my immediate vicinity, so now we can buy more stuff to put in our immediate vicinity, <laughs> right? And what we don't like, we're just going to throw away. And so, uh, I think consumerism is rampant, people get crazy with this kind of mentality of, um, they see what somebody else is doing and they feel like they have to have it. And I think we've talked about this before, like 30 episodes ago, it's the mentality of social media and people feeling like they have to have a need of things to try to beat somebody else to one up another person. It's, it's envy and jealousy. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I got a live studio audience. Yeah. I'd like to uh, thank my mom for, uh, Yeah. (laughs) yeah. So, but that's the thing, right? I mean, so, People can, we buy, 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 and we fill up our spaces and we get to a point where we realize like you're on, you're not happy because you're just, you're trying to fill a, uh, a void that can't be filled with physical items. And we then either throw it away or we shove it into a storage unit to get out of mind. But we're, we technically still are hoarding. We are still, yeah weighed down by it so Bob, people are spending i was reading this book people are spending four or five hundred six hundred dollars a month on storage units that's crazy they it, they end crazy. up they have these things for years they say that you you could replace all the items with the money it's ridiculous is spent storing the stuff it's i do ones every month i know <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, it's just i so and, and and you know we're you know we're not we're not um People, our audience knows this. We're not preachy. I'm I'm no. just as guilty about all these things as any American is. I'm just I'm in the same world. I'm not sitting here as like on some mountaintop, like uh, you know, as, as as a monk with no objects except for like a robe. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you know, I don't I don't do anything but invest. You know, like I apologize in advance to all the monks out there that listen to this podcast. <laughs> We're not making fun of you. Hey, I have a, I have, you know bald head here, but no. I, anyway. I, so I just found the book very, very thought provoking um, in terms of of the stuff. And then, in addition to that, I, I because we're always in, we're always looking for investment opportunities. That's a whole angle of our podcast and our and our blog. Right. Um, I want to look more into the investment opportunities here. I mean, rags. We don't think about it. Rags. It's a billion 
multi-billion dollar industry rags right rags like rags like shop rags yeah rags yeah she was like never think it. There's, t-shirts? there's like there, there's like <laughs> right. rag i don't know who they are offhand but there's like rag making billionaires in the world and i'm just saying if you're business minded you know look in terms of so this is where i go back to clo right a lot of us are investing in clo because we understand there's a huge trash problem and there's yeah. Hopefully, this technology will take off that can turn it into into renewable diesel. Um, so, anyway, we'll see. Well, I don't know. It, it, to touch on, to continue with that real quick, is that Penny said something that really resonated and stuck with me, and I think w- with a lot of us and probably a lot of the listeners too, was it, her her view and perspective of these stocks, these OTCs that she looks at is is it going to leave the world a better place for my children? And it's mm-hmm. it's crazy because that was spend, huge. It's huge because we we spend so much of our time thinking about like these tickers from a perspective of how profitable they're going to be, what their movement, right? But we we forget a lot about that that favorite quote, Greg. Right in, in the immediate term, it's a voting machine. In the long term, it's a weighing machine. So these these companies are they going to make a better world for our children? Right, mm. not necessarily better, you know, cash flow from my pocket. Right, um, there's a way to do both. I think there's a way to do both, and right. we have to start having mm. this longer term view, the foresight view of investment as well for our children. So that's I'm glad you said that, Bob, because it kind of reminds me a little bit of something I read in the book that I wanted to share with you guys. It reminded me of Grandpa. So yeah. it said companies now. You guys probably know this. I think you know this, Jerry. In tech, companies go to great lengths now. To scare you not to repair something. Did you know that? Yeah. They go to great lengths to engineer a system where, I guess in the old days, and I, it makes me think of Grandpa, he would fix anything, right? Yeah. He would just, something broke, like, you wouldn't throw it away. You would just yeah. go get the part you needed, and you would open it up, and you'd repair it. And apparently, so, I think we had mentioned at one of the shows, the right to repair movement. Right to repair. Yeah. Right to repair. So it's there a huge you go. thing going on right now. It's a huge movement. It's, yeah, it's very hard to uh, repair your iPhone or your Android device, if you can't uh, swap the battery out, Apple doesn't right. want you doing that. They void the warranty. Yeah. Um, you know, AirPods, all that stuff. It's very difficult to, I mean, they just need new batteries and they could probably last forever. But, and, uh, and, and this is what's funny about it, though, Jerry, think about it is like, I don't know how many times over the years I've necessarily had to leverage my warranty with Apple. Like, that's the thing that gets me. Mm. I think in probably. The past 20 plus years of having Apple products, computers, laptops, cell phones, I have probably only had to leverage their warranty once. And every time you paid for one. Right. Yeah. Well, it, it's kind of, know. that's kind of an insurance debate, right? Right. Like, are you, is it, is the risk worth the price <clears throat> of the insurance? Right. Or yeah. I mean, I if, if it's broken, if I write to repair and I fix it, why do I care about the warranty? I've saved myself a lot of money. Yeah, I think the concern, and I've done this, is I've repaired, I've tried to swap a battery out with iFixit on an old iPhone and actually Mm -hmm. ended up breaking it. So now it's out of warranty, and Uh, all I can do, I can't go to Apple. I can go to maybe a guy by the mall next to the Apple store who can do it for me. Even going to those guys, new screen, cracked screen, that'll void your warranty too. So you're not going to get any support from Apple if you start doing those things with with your devices. It's unfortunate. Well, I hope people check out this book and just, and maybe just in general, think about, it just made me think about stuff and, and, uh, 
you know, just the whole thing about in 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 the in the paradigm of personal finance, right? And my right. and so I one thing I was thinking too, and I think we've talked. I think we did a blog post on this years ago, Jerry. Um, but we had talked a, a lot before about buying quality, right? At some point, like with your clothes or with like try to buy if you can, like save up the extra money to buy something that's going to last the test of time yeah. instead of just going for like, oh man, it's the cheapest option. But yep. yeah, some of these things that are the cheapest options, they're actually built to just be like thrown out. Yeah. And so yeah, I don't know if this qualifies, yeah. but I just uh, upgraded a uh, Fire TV stick. Well, I never had mm. one. So I got my first Fire mm. TV stick. Nice. I don't know if, very nice. Um, I have it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I got the 4K one because I mean I don't have all 4K all over the house. But the idea being, you know, over the next five ten years, you know, we'll be upgrading TVs if we need to, and this right. thing will look beautiful on it. Yep. And because you're a baller, Holla. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really, it, it, I love those. It, it, it makes you think about like, um, it's why it's why we got rid of a lot of our cable service because really yeah. all you need nowadays. I have a cell phone. I don't need a home phone. I don't want people calling me, you know, uh, if I don't know them. And then um, TV, most of it can be streamed now. Yeah. Through a, a long, on my platform. So all I have, <clears throat> I have a, a business level internet for our house and that's it. And then I got the wireless mesh for the, for the home. Nice. And, you know, and you've yeah. probably got some subscription services too to go some with subscri- it, like some subscription Netflix, yeah. maybe a and, Disney still Plus. Is, still less than what our cable bill would was, you know, each month. And so it's like, you know, yeah. yeah. So I'll just leave the audience with this. It's like, you know, for me, the big the big takeaways were think about quality, think about repair, think about what it's costing you to store to store yeah. things, right? Um, you know, think about the emotional sort of relationship that you're having with these objects and these and how we're identifying our, our identities are getting wrapped up with objects, right? right. Um, in terms of your personal finance and building wealth and all this stuff is, you know, is your stuff draining you, right? In a mm-hmm. way, is it draining your energy? Is it draining your resources? Um, you know, because the stuff should either be a tool, right? Or be enjoyable uh, or add value. A cluttered um, house is a cluttered mind. Mm. I've heard this one. So I what like happens this. when you have what? Wow! Hold thanks, audience, thanks, hold guys. on. Thanks, guys. There's just so what many. About, nuggets what about of when wisdom. you have an empty house? Do you have an empty mind? <laughs> oh, that that, that ask, needs a round of applause. Ask your uh, your uh, shaved head uh, brother who sits on the mountain. Seriously. No, no, your mind is your mind is a uh, blank canvas of creativity to come up with great uh, creative oh, ideas and investments. We are so we are very intelligent. I love this. I know, lots of good things. Great, you're welcome, great. world. Speaking of, so, <laughs> speaking of Bob, we we're going to need to use that intelligence soon because uh, before we discuss one one of our other topics, we have an announcement to make. So. A few months ago, we had our buddies from Chinchilla Pickings on the show. We discovered what a chinchilla was. Mm-hmm. Um, they have leveled a friendly wager with the Money nice. Vikings. So basically, they have a they have a uh, we have a they have a friend, okay, who's going to put a couple thousand bucks right into picks yeah. of each of ours. So we're kind mm-hmm. of competing with them. Yep. So it's chinchillas versus Vikings, and it starts tomorrow. And yeah. uh, this is going to run out until December, right? And it's whoever yeah. can profit the most over those months. Yeah. Okay. I, I just don't know how a chinchilla will balance along the sharp edge of an axe, but you know. Oh, oh fighting words. You welcome. You welcome. You fighting welcome. words. Yep. Okay. <laughs> well, we will, we shall see. No, I, I this is going to be great. This is going to be great. Right. <laughs> just, I love so. it. 
<laughs> okay, so uh, Jerry, how do you manage your trades every week? No, I, how do I manage my trades? Pick us through. It's it's tough because I've got a nine to five job, and uh, it's difficult to kind of keep on top of everything that's going on in the market. I mean, we all we all do, but uh, my my goal, and I'm not there yet, is to uh, not have to watch things every day and get the minute by minute play. Maybe I'm more of a addict in some ways. Uh, but uh, generally, unless I'm, I'm going on vacation, I try in my uh, short-term trading portfolio not to have too many positions open, and I will focus on the problem children. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones that are doing well or, or winning, or just if I'm in a strangle or an iron condor where it just needs time. There's, there's nothing to do. It's, it's almost boring. Those are kind of great because you just leave them be and, and wait for them to hit your target and, and cash out when you when they're profitable for your profit target. Uh, but but some of the other ones, um, you know, require a little more observation and management. If uh, if something's going to breach a uh, strike price, a strike that uh, that you have, and you're worried it's going to start going, uh, well, because I sell. So when it starts going in the money, that's when. Uh, that's when it's problematic for me. I want to stay out of the money <laughs> as yeah. much as possible. So I, I kind of keep an eye on those. But generally, you know, the day starts, uh, you know, the market opens its a Pacific here in uh, San Diego. And so usually about 630 or so, I'll start checking the market. I'll look at the basic indicators. I'll look at uh, SPY. I'll look at the NASDAQ. I'll look at the Russell. I'll look at the 10-year rates look at the VIX and just kind of see where they are. But I try not to make any decisions in the first 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. People do trade this way. And I know, Bob, you you have some strategies for actually capitalizing on this for things that are, are interesting things. And when the market opens, you can do really well uh, with right. just pennies, pen, a few yeah. pennies, four cents to, you know, distance. You can type of trading. And and it's one of my rules. I don't try to uh, to make it so I'm I'm having to watch these things all day right. for for intra day trades. Unless I have a day off, then it's like a fun thing. Okay, maybe thing yeah. interesting. Generally, I, I try to look at those basic indicators on the market, uh, see kind of where it's heading, what futures did the prior night, where it's heading, and I've made mistakes. Like I'll I'll be like, oh my god, this is so cool! I finally caught this one, and uh, it's in the first thirty minutes, and then naturally things change after that. So, I try not to I try not to do anything in the first thirty minutes, but I observe. How about you guys, Bob? Me? Um, you go go for it. I, so I will tell you, I actually I. Jerry, I'm glad you laid it out that way because it, it, it makes me think about my my routine. Um, so to kind of follow suit with kind of how Jerry laid it out, so I I will wake up in the morning. Um, I actually will start on Sundays. Um, so nice. the the spy. Uh, there's a lot I can go with this. <laughs> okay, so the S and P 500 E minis, mm-hmm. right? They're they're trading 24 seven. They're open right now. On, yeah, uh, Sunday right. afternoon. So, so I can sit here and get a feel for what the spy is actually going to do at the open tomorrow. So um, the day ends for the E mini. So that if, if anybody's interested, the ticker is ES one exclamation mark. So it's, it's the S and P 500 E mini futures. 
it really does kind of show you direction of where the S&P is going to move through the day. It gives you kind of a, a sign. It, it kind of is a canary in the coal mine uh, uh, for, for anybody who's interested. Um, so the day ends in about 15 minutes. I can see that it has been uh, going up. But I am curious to see what's going to happen over you know, the next hour or so and then going into the morning where this leads to. Um, so right when I, you know, today in the afternoon, I will be looking at this ticker to see, okay, this is what the S&P is going to do. When I wake up in the morning, I pull um, on my phone. Um, there's an app. It's uh, some stock trading app where I can immediately look at all the futures and see what they're, they're doing. Okay. Then uh, do my routine, get ready. I'll come come sit down at the the trading desk, and I'll uh, I'll actually look at a pre market screeners and see what is moving pre market. So to kind of go in the direction of how am I managing this, I will always have my long holds. These are the things that I will um, I will put money into and move money into gain position buy more position when they're low when i see it's a kind of a long-term play if i see something that's more of like a six month play same strategy i just will kind of be have those mental notes of i'm waiting until like december or i'm waiting until like january for this um and i set those off in a different account now when i'm doing more swing trading short-term stuff maybe stuff that's only going to sit there three months two months um and all the way down to day trading um, I will use a separate account for that. I'll have a separate platform I use for that. Um, I love leveraging uh, the pre-market screener and then uh, trading view mm. when I'm making some plays. Even though trading view at times can still have a, a minor lag between the market, so it's not ideal for like day trading, um, but still... I can e very easily, if I want to, pull up a hot list and look at every market, whether it's the US exchange, NASDAQ, New York Stock Exchange, I can see where the percentage gainers are for the day. If I see one right at the, at, at the bell I'll, in trading view, I can click on it, I can look at the chart, mm -hmm. I can back out to like a day, a week, or a month, monthly view, mm -hmm. and get an assessment of like, hey, could I play this for the first 30 minutes of the, of the day? And if I see one, I, I'll play it. Uh, I will absolutely play something um, that's ripping up 80% at the bell. And it looks like the way the market's been moving lately, a lot of these keep going up to like 100, 200% before they pull back. And it's like, I'll, I'll write it and, and take a quick 50% out of it and then move on. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you know so, how to do that and you're comfortable yeah, with that. So I, it's kind of to what Jerry was saying is like, I, I, I still have the different layers of investing. I am I'm definitely a um, uh, I have an ambiguous style. I guess. I don't know. I, there's nothing not really a style no. that defines me. Yeah, right. I lo I love how we're all different styles. It's just yeah. so cool because we're all like you know like you know Bob. You're kind of more like you 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 kind of love that risk. day trading stuff, yeah. and then Jerry does the options and is kind of in between. And then <clears throat> you know you guys know I I'm you know, I'm macro. Uh, I'm, I'm really trying to look for things that I, that I can put money into and, 
I mean, I, like you guys, I'm really busy during the week, right? Yeah. So I got a lot going on. I can't, I can't sit here and watch that. And you have to enjoy it, right? You have to enjoy, mm-hmm. enjoy that. And I think Bob, you do get, you do enjoy it and your charting is really great. So yeah. you, you do enjoy that. Um, so I have to get my, my sort of like FOMO stuff and kind of like, you know, um, yeah. like, like ga- not the gambling, but like the quick trades. I try to do a lot of that in Robin hood and I know people hate Robin hood and that's fine. But that's kind of where it's an outlet for me to kind of get the lead out with that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But then I use like my the other stuff like Fidelities or Vanguards or 401ks for just like investments. You know, that's where it's like, you know, with Cielo, I'm like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go in on Cielo and, you know, I'm just I'm going to write it out for a while. You know, yeah. if, mm-hmm. I mean, if I mean, if tomorrow some news comes out and it's a complete, you know, it's a complete it's falling apart and it's never going to work, then obviously I'd want to cut my losses. But, you know, I've, I've, we've done some due diligence. We've, we've looked into it, you know, you have to take a risk, right? So yeah. put mm-hmm. some money into it and we'll let it ride. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of, it's, it's, it's interesting to hear all the different, you know, styles and what but it works. Enjoy. And it works too though. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think we're all a little bit different in terms of the, uh, the amount of attention we kind of give during the actual day, right. uh, different, different levels. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I generally, I, people say, you know, you could set stop losses and things like that. If you're buying a stock, I generally don't tend to do that so much myself. A lot of the trades that I do, if I'm doing like a, a spread, a credit spread or an iron condor, those kind of have the stop losses built into them. They're defined mm. risk. Mm. The ones I worry about and need to manage a little more carefully are my problem children that are undefined risk. Um, that you know could just be infinite loss if not managed carefully. One thing I will do though on the defined risk ones is to set uh, GTC orders. So that's always fun when right. I wake up in the morning, even bef- right after the market's opened, and I'm not even awake yet. It's like, oh, you just closed out this trade and made a nice little profit. Or during the middle of the day, it, something will happen and a trade will close. Right. Even for covered calls, when they hit my fifty percent uh, premium. 50% of premium collected, they'll close out. And then I'll manually, when I have time, go back in and roll for another month out later if I still feel like uh, the stock is uh, worthy of another covered call session. It, you know, it's interesting. You, you, <laughs> you say that. I There are times where if I do see something as being um, uh, a profitable like swing trade, whether it's an option or just, just pure stock, right? Just buying equity. Um, I will, I will do those GTCs. I will do, I will set the limits. Like this is, this is my mark that I'm like, okay, I'm good with this. And it could, depending on what the, uh, the technicals look like, where I see the potential going, you know, maybe I'm shooting for like 20% on something. Maybe GTCs for taking profit, right? Right, right. Yes, yes. Um, or maybe I'm looking at my at maybe five percent on this one, mm-hmm. just at how I'm, how it looks, how I'm feeling about it, and I'll and that also helps alleviate some of the stress behind managing it. Yeah, is that mm. this is where I like it's a pretty good uh, guesstimate that this ticker is going to go. Um, I feel safe saying this is my my limit of mm. where I'm just going to take my profit off the table, and that's fine. That's fine. That's it, Bob. That's a key point that you that you just locked into there, and I, I want to hone in on that. Like, I, I think that is so key to successful investing is managing stress in a way. Yeah, we have absolutely. to really ask ourselves that before yeah. we start going into any trade or individual investment. Absolutely. Um, you know, I get it. If if you're if you're plunking away, 
you know, the five, six, 10% into your 401k and it's a balanced fund with, you know, um, some, some gross exposure, some small caps, some bonds, some international. That's kind of the thing. I think you just set it and forget it. I don't even yeah. think you monkey with it very often. You just, you're just every, every week, every two weeks, you're just putting it in there, getting the match if you're lucky and you're just good to go. But yeah, yeah, if I'm taking any kind of money and putting it into individual things, I'm always asking myself with the amount, I'm like, okay, am I, is this stressful for me mm-hmm. you know, or not? So um, what, what individual investments are you guys um, looking at next, next week or in the coming or at the moment? I, I've got a couple of one to throw out your way. Um, I'm looking at Care Trust, REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm, these, these, hosp- these uh, medical REITs are, are interesting to me. Um, I'm looking at adding some more PAVE to kind of uh, latch on to that infrastructure uh, investment that's going to happen at some level. Um, has a lot of you know big companies that would that would do well with infrastructure. And then the other one I, I got onto, you might like this, Bob, because it's a low dollar figure, but it's called Zeta. Mm-hmm. And it's like snow, but they're not as popular in the market. So it's it's an already profitable data analytics uh, you know, drives customers online, digital advertising solutions, powers customer growth, you know, more and more uh, as, as transactions happen online in the world. So that was something I was looking at. How about you guys? So right now we are in the middle of uh, earnings, earnings season, which is like Christmas for options traders comes right. every quarter. And and right now it's just all the really exciting ones. We had Apple and Amazon last week. Um, next week we've got... Uh, NXP, right? That's uh, Next Era Energy. Is that right, Greg? It's one of yours? Um, or NXP is something that, else? I thought that, I think that's something else. I thought okay. the Next Era Energy was NEE. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, the other ones are uh, that are reporting earnings next week are Roku, DraftKings, Fastly, Fastly, CVS, Yeti, Moderna, Baba, Cloudflare. Now, I'm not doing anything with all of these i'm just looking at them i'm looking for high iv i'm looking for what's going on with some of these under armor lily lift marathon oil tons uh yeah there's a there's just a lot of things going on so i'm just looking for high iv and maybe it because i've closed out some of the other ones i don't know if you guys saw the hot trades i recommended we got uh i think it was 20 percent on the netflix earnings that we started a few weeks ago so now that that's closed i like to keep an eye on my uh my buying power utilization so if i have enough buying power i only like to consume 50 percent and i'm like 20 right now so i have room to pick up a few more uh earnings trades but jerry i think that's even smart right now with just the market as is because the market is doing some teetering uh-huh um and uh, yeah we're getting a little bit of we're getting a little bit of uh delta um uh anxiety right uh-huh. and then things yeah. are pretty highly valued across the board uh-huh <laughs> yeah uh-huh. so yeah i don't know what i don't know what's going to happen but uh i'm looking for volatility and earnings mm-hmm. brings the most so that's what i'm looking at i yeah I, i'm not really uh there's no other plays i may add here and there to a few things i got into a psychedelic um themed etf psy that i've been adding mm. to slowly uh, oh wow i've heard about that yeah it's like therapy using uh you mm-hmm. know lsd and and uh cbd and and uh you know cannabis for for therapy for people for mental health so is that an etf yeah psy yeah okay i read yeah i heard about that last i've, I've actually week. seen yeah. a lot on that yeah. lately it's interesting yeah. that you, you say huh. that because it's um i don't know why it's it's popped up on whether it's a little news article or it's a like a, a series, 
I've seen it's a lot. So of novel. Things. I mean, my, uh, yeah, it is. My, my wife and I talk about investment themes. I'm, you know, she's not the investor, but she will give me ideas and themes and say, "Hey, look into uh, air purification because of all the mm, masks yeah. and COVID." So I bought an air conditioning company. That's up like a grand, thirteen hundred bucks, just a few months hmm. ago. Oh, Car- train, train, train. I train is one of them. I think. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah so yeah. this is another one of hers. She sent me an article on psychedelic therapies. And, That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I thought I'd give it a shot. Start building up a little position in it. Nice. I, I and I yeah I enjoy, you guys know I I love investing like that too it's kind of like what the penny queen you know sort of talked with us about where she likes investing in things that are kind of like renewable kind of change things make things better for future generations it's it's neat to like learn about yep. all that stuff mm-hmm. um, definitely yeah hey hey Bob did you want to talk a little bit about um, some of the exciting stuff that's coming uh, from Money Vikings in the next couple months yeah, uh, premium man, and that kind of stuff you want to so, give us a little teaser <laughs> absolutely so. This is something that we had we had mentioned a little while ago. Um, we have been very uh, very heavily working into it. So the the blog uh, site moneyvikings.com, you know, uh, hopefully a lot of people or uh, listeners are visiting it and, and checking it out. But we've you know cleaned it up, structured it a little differently, and added some more content to it. But what's been going on behind the scenes is that um, we've been working on launching um, premium content. And so in the next uh, coming month or so, we are actually going to be officially unveiling it, um, uh, the premium content for Money Vikings. And it's pretty exciting because um, the information that, you know, we all put together, Greg, Jerry and I, like we, we put together a lot of useful information that has been very um, profitable for people and also helps with that long-term passive income wealth strategy that we want people to have. And um, we're going to provide that to premium paying members. And it's been structured. It's almost there. We're going to be having guides, cheat sheets, uh, walkthroughs, direct access to us, stunning lads. Yeah, um, so we're gonna we're gonna basically just op- you know open up like and share all the wealth building ideas and tips that we use that we're just yeah. using on a weekly basis. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I think, am, I'm excited too. Yeah, I can't it, wait mm-hmm. to we can't wait to share everything with you guys. Because I think that's the thing cool. is that our our viewers and listeners what they don't realize is that we do have a lot of other tricks of our sleeves that we don't actually put out there, um, and we will be putting that out there all out on the table with the premium content. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's something to look forward to, but it, it's, it's um, yeah, I'm excited because, you know, it, it's people taking the money that they've made in the stock market, the world's largest casino <laughs> and actually bring not it. a casino. I what do you ta- I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's not a casino. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but bring, but taking out of that and actually, um, doing other things with it that will create, um, more, uh, it's arguably it's holistic more, more yeah, more stable it's, sense of income, but, yeah. but passive income, uh, something that you can, uh, manage and grow in other ways and spread that net that that we usually talk about so you're not as impacted um, by one thing that happens and frankly bob and as you know i mean we one of the things that is the driving mission here is that in our society it's just like what i told you guys in the beginning about all those 401ks that have been abandoned right. our uh, our financial education completely sucks 
We yeah. get so many confusing signals from right. all different directions. There's so much noise. And one of the driving factors of what we're going to provide and provide is clearing out the noise and yeah. breaking it down into this is what we are doing and this is what is working for us to build wealth. You know, and it's a holistic thing. Like you yeah. said, we have all kinds of different angles where we're looking at real estate and options and charting and you don't have to do it all. You know, I don't do yeah. it all. You guys don't do it. We don't do everything, but we right. find your things that work, you yeah. know, um, for some people, it's like, you know, we've had kind of a thrift store themed show here today. And for some people, it's it's uh, it's being thrifty. It's being right. frugal. Right. You know, that that's their path to wealth and they enjoy yeah. it. Yep. So I, you yeah. know, and I I'm. I'm excited to share a lot of the stuff like, you know, one thing in particular is like credit card hacks, finding ways to um, to leverage credit cards and and even help your credit score in the process. And this is one of the biggest problems that people have. And I'm I'm excited about sharing all the stuff that I've learned and know over the years. And, um, you know, we talk about property investment and real estate. I love um, the fixer uppers and helping people identify those opportunities in real estate market, even the way it is right now, there are opportunities and what they can do to increase value of property yeah. and real estate. Like these are the things yeah. that, um, I, I mean, some I, of the premium content might even be like Bob, you know, um, changing a faucet and a rental property. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're going to see right? Bob like fixing it up and showing yeah. you how to do it. It's going nice. to be awesome. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. So this I'll help is, I, too. Yeah, well, but and he'll be sitting there like the the supervisor. But this is but that but exactly it though. Like that's the, the thing is this is where I'm excited is because exactly what Greg said. We will be getting to a point where I'm going to be sh showing people hands on how to do something in a home to help increase its value and and um, and hopefully it's something that you can do yourself and save yourself some money and, and make some money. I so, love it. I yeah. love it. I'm looking forward to it, guys. Super excited. Hey guys, any uh, any final words or thoughts? It's been a great show today. Enjoyed talking with you. Yeah, just one. The 401k thing that you mentioned about all these forgotten 401ks, I finally recalled where, like what context that had come up in a prior podcast. And that was that the people that uh, Fidelity had done a study that showed that the people that forgot about their 401ks or died were the best investors. So, <sighs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Assuming, hopefully, none of these people that forgot about them died. But I mean, yeah. the idea that they've been just letting a 401k sit in the S&P 500 index fund for 20, 30, 40 years, forgot about it, <sighs> they're probably doing pretty well if they just remember it. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's insane. That, that might be the most valuable uh, nugget of the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> air horns, air horns. Love it. Just forget about it. <laughs> All right, guys. Great talking with you. Great show. Please join us next time. And uh, we'll see you all out there. Thank you. Thanks.